you can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle, we don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning, download the app, give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to another episode of Renegade Rules. I'm Jeff Johnson. With me is Heather Shoemaker. How are you doing, Heather? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. And and you, we uh, we're talking about technology in this episode. And to keep our listeners in suspense, you've got a phone that might be dying. Um, so uh, so I, I think that'd be a great thing in this technology episode if the if the technology actually conked out on us. So we'll we'll there uh, we go. we'll see what happens. And so what are we talking about? Lead us into this uh, this discussion. Well, in my new book, it's okay to go up the slide. I have a whole section on technology which, by the way, is interesting to write because you never know what's going to be the new technology um, the day after you write something. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what, what we need to think about when we think about technology is not the latest gizmo, but it's how we approach human interactions and human values and, and balance that with whatever the latest gizmo is at all times. I think it's the, the bigger overarching questions that are most interesting. And um, one of the things I find interesting, I was, um, I was speaking recently at a retirement center, and when I mentioned that one of the chapters was about, uh, two of the chapters were about technology in this book, and that a lot of it was geared at the adults' use of technology, not necessarily the children's, because a lot of parents um, or people, adults of parenting age, don't seem to have figured out the right etiquette for use of technology in life so that we haven't figured out what a good set of etiquette rules would be and there was so much nodding up and down in this retirement center of all these you know people in their 70s and 80s who completely Uh agree that the um, young adults today um, haven't figured out a set of good manners of how to use this how to use this technology themselves and they realize, well, that's really hard if you're trying to raise kids and you don't have any boundaries. Well, I heard that noise, but that came from my end. Sorry about that. That was my technology. <laughs> Lots of technology here. Um, I, I love the I love the idea of of the etiquette rules for the technology, and it's 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 hard. Uh, sometimes I'm I'm trying to figure it out myself. We'll be on the road all day, you know, driving. And Tasha and I to a, to a gig or something, and we'll we'll get to the hotel and we'll head to the restaurant, and then both of us will be be on our phones catching up with the day. Now we've been in the vehicle for twelve hours today. We've been together together all day, and I know we get some funny looks at hey, look at those guys. They're out to out to uh, out to dinner, and they're they're not even talking to each other. They're just looking at their screens and everything. And it's the the first time in the day we've had a chance to catch up with with that stuff, and we've been together all day and I sometimes I, I I'm still doing the how does this fit into my life dance mm-hmm. yes the how does this fit into my life and also how does it fit into the lives of the people around us so if you are living in an all adult all adult household it's one thing but if you're living in a, a household that includes young children mm-hmm. you have to be aware that um, everything you do with technology is being watched 
just the way every however you um, eat you know what the food is that you put on the table is being watched and the kids think okay this is normal the food this is what we eat at this time of day um, or you know if you're walking around the house swearing to high heaven okay kids are watching and modeling and they're thinking okay this is how we talk to each other when we're mad <laughs> everything we do is being watched including our technology use so we have to be at least mindful of it <laughs> Heather I uh I taught the grandbaby a new word the other day inadvertently, um, and I was—I I usually try to be mindful. We're driving, and and somebody pulled out in front of us and just about ran into the driver's side of the the suburban, which is also the side she rides on. And I let a—I let a a, a a big person word slip out of my mouth, and she could not wait to get home and tell her her mom what what the new word she'd heard and i felt horrible but it came out and uh, that's off topic you increased but... her vocabulary well yeah i mean it's not like it's a word she's not going to hear at some point in her life anyway so um i felt a little bit bad about it but i i still slept at night but it was really fun and funny. <laughs> but yeah, that stuff is going on all the time. You see, you see two-year-olds uh, holding wooden blocks, and and they're swiping to the left, uh, it, like they're like they're scrolling through pictures or a newsfeed. And uh, I I wish these darn children would quit being so. They're such voyeurs. They just pay attention to everything we do, and it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it's hard because um, you know, these things are pretty exciting to those of us who grew up without them. Yeah. So we get sometimes a bit overexcited because, I mean, I remember I was a kid growing up in the 70s, and I went to a science museum where there was this display of the future, and they showed how someday people would be able to telephone, and they could see a picture of the person they were on the phone with. <laughs> wow. I mean, that blew my mind when I was seven. It's like, wow, the future, it's going to be amazing. We can see pictures of each other long distance. Um, and so now that's pretty normal. We, we can video chat and all sorts of things these days. So I think we're still a little bit amazed, like, oh, we put a man on the moon. Wow. <laughs> and so we don't know how to, we're, we're so amazed by all the new things that are coming out that we forget to balance out all the other parts of life because they're tantalizing it's like the adults are kids in a candy shop um and sometimes we really need to remember that that we are raising kids or interacting with kids and that we need to balance for them how how you really do put balance into life because i think that's what it's all about it's just like nutrition you know we're not going to um serve chocolate cake and potato chips for dinner every night because that's not how you model good nutrition but we might have some cake sometimes it's not as if we're not going to have it it's just putting things in their place yeah and we've become used to modeling nutrition and modeling how you cross the road safely i mean we model so many things we didn't used to have to teach kids how to cross um, the road with cars, you had to cross the street with horses, but uh -huh. there were all these new things. We, we've always just been able to say, okay, now we have to learn to, to teach this. And we haven't, I think, accepted the fact that we have to teach how you interact with technology. We've just kind of let it wash over us. Yeah. Um, I, I think that part, part of that problem, though, I, I think is, is, 
that that washing over is the stuff is so good at stimulating our pleasure centers that we have a hard time putting it down and paying attention to the children who are gawking at us. So what what do how do we learn some technology manners? How do we how do we help kids? Is it the same as as uh, learning to brush our teeth and and learning to eat healthy? healthfully or you get any tips or tricks or advice about for for the mommies and daddies and caregivers out there who want to want to get better at this at managing the tech well i think it's going to be very um you know culturally individual for families because some families everybody works in the tech industry and and it's a very techy family and they they're comfortable interacting with it for example they're going to decide to create a, a different atmosphere than, than than another family but i think that if somebody's feeling things are a little out of balance and want to be a little more mindful then there's good ways of 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 looking at certain times of day to create say a off time or a sacred space so just as you brush your teeth after you eat for example there's certain times of day that no one in the family should be um, absorbed in their device. You know, it might be at meal times you decide, or after a certain time in the evening before the kids go to bed because it stimulates their, their brains and it's hard for them to sleep all that staring at the screen. Or off-limits spaces could be um, none of the stuff in the bedrooms. Or you can either have sacred times, sacred spaces. Picking up kids from school is a big one. So as a daycare provider or a preschool teacher director, um, you can establish a cultural practice of we don't do that here. You know, you, you, you turn the phone off, even if you're two minutes late to pick them up, you don't come in with the phone glued to your ear. Um, and as parents, we can make a point of doing that. So there's certain times of day where we can just agree this is a time when we need to be fully present with each other and, um, and try it out. It's, it's so hard because, because <laughs> somebody might have posted a really pic, really cool picture of a of a of a meal on Instagram or something, and and then I'll oh, miss no. it. Um, <laughs> so as far as as far as posting pictures of the kids all the time and and posting pictures of say that lunch you just ate, it's interesting. If we can't do it for the kids' sake to be off some of this all the time. Um, we think about the the environmental impact because every time somebody takes a picture of their lunch and shares it, it ends up being stored in a server somewhere that's taking a lot of electricity to run and air condition that building and it's all impacting climate change. I mean, there's a lot of unnecessary photos in the world that are now <laughs> being stored. I mean, it disappears into that cloud, but it actually doesn't disappear at all. It's a physical thing that needs to be cared for with a lot of energy and electricity. Oh, wow. So, you just blew my mind, Heather. I hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't thought that far into it, but, but climate change could be caused by people's uh, uh, food self fees oh my well, god well they talk about the dirty cloud and uh -huh. i'm just reading something put out um by greenpeace it was in time magazine not that long ago and they were talking about how the amount of um, energy and electricity consumption of all of this internet stuff mostly the pictures which take up a lot of space is equivalent to all the airplanes in the entire planet for a year all that gas and fuel that they're chugging out um, is the same as, as all these photographs. And and so uh, to counter that, Greenpeace pulled down all their uh, websites and all their pictures off the internet. Well, right, it's all about balance. So what they're what they're trying to do now is have have the uh, 
people who own the servers, you know, um, start to green up and buy their electricity from wind power and so on. But I think it gets back to the root of it is the people, all of us. Do yeah. we really need to take another picture of our cute little three-year-old doing something? We have more pictures of this generation of kids than any generation yeah. ever before. And if we're truthful, we're, we're a little overwhelmed with all the pictures of them. You know, we don't go back and look at our favorite ones from years ago because we're so stacked up with the thousands more that have come. Um, and when I see adults interacting with kids, when the kids are playing now, it's mostly the adults with the phone snapping pictures of uh -huh. them, which is okay to a certain extent. I like taking those great shots also. But it does diminish the human face-to-face -face interactions um, because the kids see us with the screen, and, and it, you know, it changes things. The, instead of having little comments, they just uh, see the screen again. The, the device becomes uh, it becomes a wall between us. I mean, it, it, literally and figuratively, it, it, it just it separates us from the thing, and it, it leaves them feeling like they need to be performing. And uh, may, maybe... Maybe implicitly, um, maybe not. Uh, there's that that feeling I need to be putting on a show when somebody's pointing a, a video camera or a, or a, a camera at you. And and so when 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 we're out, I mean, I, I feel like I I need to catch cat capture some stuff when when grandbaby and I are running around. For some of it ends up being worky stuff because here here's this thing we did and I want to document it for that. Uh, but most of the time I I try not to not to do that because you know we we talked recently we went through Yellowstone and we spent a day in Yellowstone and I didn't take a picture. Uh, Friday we're going we're going to the zoo and my my camera my phone will not come out to take a picture of of our engagement because I want it to be about the engagement and about the us here now. Um, right. And I and I it, love the it tech. It sucks us out of out of the present. It, yeah. And even if it's just for a moment, I mean, not saying we can't take pictures because I love taking pictures. Yeah. But it's how much we do it, and when we decide, as you said, to put it away and just be fully present. Especially if snapping a picture doesn't take long, but then you have to push a few little buttons and swipes and things to make it go off to share it with all the people who aren't there at that moment. So you're interrupting their moments wherever they are to sh share your moment that you've already interrupted. Yeah, because everybody needs to experience that in real time with us. <laughs> yeah. So it's something to be aware of that we need to remember that young children especially, but all people, but young children especially need to have... Uh, real experiences with the real world for the majority of their day. And they need to have some good models from the adults around them of how do you balance this technology stuff and what are priorities in life. Because what the kids are learning is that it's okay for, um, by watching adults, it's okay to be um, interrupting somebody constantly. And it's also um, that the online world is more interesting and fascinating than the real world that's in front of you. And what if what if that's the new world order? And what if that's I mean, what if that's our future? Uh, if they're very interested, they're drawn to the tools used by their adults. And 
I think that's that's the way it has always been. This is because because that's novelty. Kid, our brains are interested in novelty, and so here's a bright shiny object, and so I'm going to pay attention to it, and then that becomes part of the world, and and the world changes around that technology. You know, back in the day when when butter churns were first invented, were were kids crowding around around butter churns because they needed to this is here's new technology and and the elders in the villager are are fretting about that that new device and how it's going to impact uh impact the future and relationships and all that kind of stuff well i do think kids throughout time have been wired to pay attention to the tools that adults use around them but face it we don't totally use them as tools we use them as goof off and and you know we're bored type of devices they're not necessarily being used as useful tools at all times um so and and the kids will use them that way uh, quite a lot too you know as as, uh, prepackaged um focus on um, entertainment rather than thinking your own thoughts so i think it's it's about finding balance and introducing kids to healthy ways of living because every single day no matter what age you are you need to move your body you need to be outside you need to have periods of calm and rest you need to have periods of activity so if we can um, model that type of healthy life for mental health and physical health it will necessarily mean putting some of the technology away at times or at least putting it in its place so it doesn't dominate yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree. Until until uh, uh, artificial intelligence takes over and and the machines don't need us anymore, and then it becomes a matrix situation where we're they're just using us for our for our, I don't know we they plug us in and we don't we don't have to move anymore uh, because right then we can just watch old sitcoms yeah then we can watch Archie Archie Bunker and and Muppet uh, show reruns and and won't life right. be glorious then when we're sitting in the <laughs> But if, right, and for for the, the the small minority that might want to do something or um, think something or experience something in life, they will um, want to go off and and take a different path. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if the I don't know if the machines when the machines become sentient, I don't know if they're going to allow that. But um, I, I I hope a couple a couple people are are still up to it, so they can come and free the rest right. of us. Um, this it's a it's a hard thing, and it's it's a it's a big battle, and I, I I'm fighting it all the time because. I love what you can do with the technology, but I also see that impact, and it's 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 a hard thing. And I know I know there are a lot of uh, parents out there, especially young parents that are that are struggling and trying to find their way here. So, right. um, anything else I we think should? As far as yeah, as far as the kids themselves go, we don't yeah. need to worry that they won't be able to learn how to use it. Um, oh yeah, you know these. A lot of the programs are are created in such a ways that that even I can use them, <laughs> or even older folks than I am can use them. The kids are going to be able to pick it up in a, in a GIF. It's not, um, it's not rocket science to use the computers. So we don't need to worry about them falling behind. And I, um, and I hear that a lot. We have to have computers in the classroom because we live in a digital age, and they're going to be using this stuff when they blah, blah, blah. And the, the reality right. is the technology is going to change so drastically uh, by the time they enter the workforce that what they're what they're learning now is going to be completely outdated. Uh, well, before, it depends because what they need to learn is creative thinking and problem solving and flexibility yeah, I, in their I, thinking. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, learning with the learn, tech, yeah, learning with right. the screen time. Uh, right. it, the 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 
actual physical use of the machines is going to, the interfaces are going to change so drastically over the next 20 years. I mean, think back to the first computer you used. <laughs> I mean, I would, I was, the first computer I touched was a Commodore 64 plugged into a black and white television. And I think the only way you saved stuff was uh, on a, on a cassette tape. I mean, that's, that's how much technology has changed in 30 years. It's, it's amazing. What, what do you, what are your feelings about the, the screens in the, in the preschool classrooms? Uh, I, I, I think we need to, I would like to see them not there at all. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think that they, um, there's no need for them at those ages. It's not as if that children aren't seeing screens in, in their families' lives or as they go to the bank or any place they go. There are screens in their world, so they're not being deprived of the secret that they're out there. But during the preschool um, hours, when they are there to interact and play with other kids, that's precious time, and um, they can learn so much more uh, of these skills we were talking about so they can develop the kind of thinking and emotional capacity that they will need to to get on with life no matter what life might produce next in the invention world yeah um they don't they don't need to be interacting with screens and i think the adults need to you know accept occasionally documenting something or snapping a picture here and there but not too much they need to be put away also yeah 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 and yet the other day i heard from a parent who uh who had a two and a half year old uh come home and uh uh, on their on their little sheet that they had af- they sent home with them every day, uh, part of their part of their learning experience was they they spent two hours watching a watching a movie in the in the toddler room. Oh, as part of their curriculum. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll have jobs. Yeah. We'll have jobs forever. Forever, Heather. Yes. Well, so. Um, you know, I think that I, one of the chapters I have in my book is called the Amish iPod, and that's because um, although we think the Amish don't use any technology at all, it's just horse and buggies, they look at each invention that comes and decide their, their technology is selective, and they'll take something. Um, so even their teenagers in some communities will text, for example. So they'll take something and say, is this going to be good for the family and community, and how can we use it, or how can we set limits on it so it will be good? And I think that's what we need to do. Instead of letting everything just wash over us in this feeling of helplessness that we can't control or do anything with the technology, think, well, how can we use this? How can it help the values that we want to um, set? And, and how, how can we put it in its place to help us all rather than just let, us, let it control the situation? How can we be the boss of it? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else we should throw in here before we wrap this one up? I don't think we should say anything more because things will change by the next time we, we have it. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. To talk about it. I hope Bob, I hope it's a while before podcasts become uh, become obsolete because uh, because we like sticking uh, conversations like this into people's ear holes. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening and and turn your tech turn your tech on long enough to listen to the next episode. Okay, people, don't don't take us don't keep listening. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. 
hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. If you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.